Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we discuss the second base position heading into the 2024 fantasy baseball season. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings or we would truly truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and once again guys if you do decide to do that you got a little opportunity there take a screenshot of your rating and review email us at fantasymds at gmail.com or you can even dm it to us on twitter or instagram if that's easier for you also if you're watching on youtube and you haven't subscribed already hit that little bell below subscribe to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode all right guys you know today we are talking about the second base position um a little bit top heavy here kind of falls off we got a couple of newcomers a couple of guys leaving the position but definitely an uh you know definitely um one that we're eager to talk about today we're kind of gonna you know to continue with these posi- two early positional previews and review type episodes um and obviously as i said we're talking about second base today so matt uh let's get into it, my brother where do you want to start with this thing oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna start with um with the fudge um sorry um we start with my boy nolan gorman somebody i actually am you know really excited to draft this year i actually had him pretty decently high coming into the year um before draft season and then kind of fell off on him in a little bit and i think it was the wrong move in all honesty i feel like he belonged on to belonged in the draft conversation where you know you pretty much you know felt like he he should have been better in which he was i mean should have been drafted because based off his performance this year, finally got that out. But anyway, this year alone, he had 406 at bats. He had 59 runs. He had 17 doubles, 27 bombs, 76 ribs. And he had a batting average of 236 with an OPS of 805. Nolan Gorman had a good season. I mean, the batting average number is ugly. Do not get me wrong. And it's been ugly the last two years because even last year it was a 226. But in the minors, the dude hit about 275 and 279 and even had a 291 season in there. Now, of course, that's across different platforms and, I mean, different levels of AAA, I mean, of minors, but still is something that is there to show that, hey, he can get the job done in the batting average category. By no means is he any guy that has plate discipline. He's a new age batting average guy where he's just going to strike out a whole bunch, but get the ball and make the contact and get on base. And that's how his you know batting average is going to be so high. Personally, I think what he did in the short stint of only 406 at-bats was pretty impressive in the power category. And I feel like this year with the state of the, what do you call it, the Cardinals, that they're going to uh, take a step forward and hopefully bring in some talent. Hopefully guys like 
Arenado and Goldschmidt kind of bounce back. And with the second season, going into the second season for Jordan Walker, I feel like Gorman's going to benefit from everybody just being in there and moving and performing at a high level. So I feel like Gorman has obviously 40 home run upside, in my opinion. I feel like, you know what, he has at least an 80 80, uh, runs in anywhere from what he did last year at 76 ribs all the way up to, I think, 95 ribs without a doubt. And then, you know, batting average being 250 to 260. And I think that's obviously his ceiling. And I don't think next year you're going to have to pay a super premium. So when you when we do release our rankings next, um, in the new year, I feel that he'll be in a tier where everybody's kind of going to be overlooked. And then he'll be like, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to snag him and great. I was able to, you know, get a bullish names and have better names in other positions and still walk away with somebody that's going to have a lot of upside next year. Yeah, man, I, I like the Gorman take. I like the Gorman take. We're pretty much in, you know, the same area with him. I don't know if you said it to, you know, the, the viewers or not, but I know we were talking about your Gorman ranking before the show. Did you, did you mm-hmm. happen to mention it? I think I forgot. I have him at eight in second base. Okay. So going into next year, once again, guys, uh, we always like to preface that Matt and I's rankings are geared towards head-to-head uh, categories, leagues, five-by-five. Five. They also work for Roto um, points leagues. We always try and give a little bit of a points twist as well. But when we're talking about our rankings, that's what they are geared towards. I have Gorman at 15. Um, once again, maybe not as bullish on Gorman uh, as Matt is in some categories, like the batting average. I I think I don't think there's another gear there with the batting average, but you know if he could get it up to the you know 250 range in you know any given season, I wouldn't be shocked. Obviously, big power. He hits the ball super, super hard. Uh, the runs in RBIs just really depends if the St. Louis team bounces back and gets it together. Uh, the core is there. The core is there for them to do it. So, you know, I definitely think he's going to help you in uh, the RBI category. But now, see, here's when I, I look at the seven steals and I'm like, okay, let me dig deeper and see if the steals are legit or if they're, you know, not so legit. He's not very fast. His sprint speed doesn't register very high. So it's not like he's out there blowing anybody away. But steals does always come down to desire more than anything else. And if he desired those seven steals, he got you those seven steals. But I'm not expecting him to go to 15 or 20. So, you know, maybe he gets, you know, five, 10 steals to chip in there as well. But, you know, it, at second base specifically, there's somebody who that, that I think are tit for tat is him and Christopher Morell. Um, you know, both huge power guys, both in teams that can compete. Uh, so I kind of like them. I have them back to back in my rankings. Um, we've also been we doing these shows. We've been talking about NFBC ADP. If you're not familiar, NFBC is a national fantasy baseball championship. It's where, you know, um, a lot of the experts play big money leagues on that platform. And so far, there's been 37 drafts done there. Uh, Gorman's coming off the board as the 17th, second baseman pick 189. Uh, just a lot of value there. A lot of upside on a young kid that puts it together for an all season, uh, whole season at age 24 next year. Um, a lot of upside at where you're getting him at. Um, let's move on here. Let's talk about somebody else real quick. Uh, let's talk about Matt McLean. Uh, Matt McLean, absolutely love him. Uh, breakout rookie year last year for McLean on those Cincinnati Reds. Uh, and just uh, let me read you some of those numbers, right? Let's talk about what he did. 89 games, 365 at-bats, 65 runs, 23 doubles, 4 triples, 16 homers, 50 RBIs, 14 steals, and a 290 batting average. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside with McLean. Another guy I want to look at where he's going. And uh, this is, this is see, and this is where, you know, we kind of start to gauge value for next year, right? Uh, McLean coming off the board so far. 
as the fifth second baseman, pick 66 overall. I mean, I have Matt McLean as the sixth second baseman. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside, but we're basically paying for hype at that point. And I, I might be staying away from him if that's where he's actually going in drafts. Uh, the homer upside is real. He hits the ball hard. The steals upside is real. You know, he's very quick. Um, you know, it, it, it's really that where we're paying for him is, is he has to be everything we're expecting him to be at that point. So I, I think I'd rather lay off for some of the later guys, but I do love Matt McLean. I, I do love the team. I think those reds are going to be a lot better. Um, it's just there's so much more out there. I'm probably going to wait a little bit on second base if I don't get one of the elite guys. But um, I, I think if you are taking him, there, there's at least a floor that's solid with McLean. No, I, I completely agree. I love McLean. You know, I feel like he's going to get really down and dirty and, you know, make a make a real spectacle of his career. I think he, he has a lot of upside, in my opinion. Uh, you know, he's going to be crawling around in those air vents, you know, taken out one by one <laughs> on Christmas, you know. And I think next year he's going to bring us a real nice Christmas tree uh, present and, you know, have a real good season. Uh, I don't know if you said where you have him ranked, but. I did. I, I have him six. I have him at six. Right. Wow, you're uh, much higher than me on that, but okay. <laughs> I have him at um at 12 right now, so I might have to move him up. I didn't realize uh, I was well off the mark on that, but yeah. But uh, before we move forward here and, you know, we talk about a whole bunch of other second basements and things like that and talk about some bright sides of the position, we have a sponsor for you. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Who could beat that? If, you're, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action than now. This app is super easy to use. There's wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, over and unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season right. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. And we're back here and I got something else. I got some awesome news for not only this podcast, but the whole network, Locked On Network as a whole. Uh, Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On on Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And that's really exciting news. You'll be able to catch us and all this, all the other awesome Locked On podcasts that you that you listen to every day. And with that being said, let's get back into the show and let's start talking about Mr. Ozzy Albies. Legitimately, this year I was so bullish going into the season about where I was ranked and what I believed his season was going to look like. And I was 100% spot on. You know, I had him as my number one second baseman, obviously outside of the cheat code of Mookie Betts. Uh, if you played in leagues where he was eligible at second base. Ozzy Albies was absolutely phenomenal. I think he's going to repeat exactly what he did this year as in the next year. Great season from him overall. 596 at-bats, 96 runs, 30 doubles, 5 triples, 33 bombs, 109 ribs, 13 stolen bases, and a lovely batting average of 280. 
with an OPS of 849. Now, the only thing that left me desiring with his performance, and you're like, yo, Matt, what are you doing? You're smoking crack here because he had a great season. But you really think about it and you look at it. The only thing that really like was it was surprising for me was he didn't have more stolen bases. Maybe they didn't give him the green light because he hasn't been the picture of health. And maybe they said, yo, we got to slow that down and let's not risk you getting injured. Or maybe he just, they just didn't have him in a position where he could steal bases. He only had 13 this year. Where, like, I think honestly, he has that level where he had that one season in 2021 where he had 20 stolen bases. And I honestly thought from just his trajectory of his career and his speed that he would be like a 25 to almost 30 stolen base guy. So I'm I'm hoping that we could see him cross the 20 threshold next year, and that would take him to a whole nother level in terms of value. So quite honestly, I have him as my number one A and one B, because if 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 Mookie Betts is there, uh second baseman, but quite honestly, if I'm leaving with him in the late second, early third round, I'm a happy camper with Ozzy Albies. Yeah, man, we, we're on the same page pretty much everything. I don't really have anything else to add about Albies except I have him behind Betts as well, and then, you know, him and Simeon are very similar players. They do a lot of similar things, so uh, they're interchangeable to me, Simeon Albies, and then, um, you know, like I said, not much else to add there. Great player, awesome, you know, uh, bounce-back season for him. Uh, draft him with confidence. Let's move on to this next guy, though. And this is somebody uh, that, you know, the experts haven't seemed to have forgotten about him. But I think the average fantasy baseball player going into next season has forgotten about this guy. It's Bryson Stott. And actually, real quick, you know, we we, we probably should have ran this at the top. Uh, I want to do it now. I kind of want to talk about how the position finished up last year as the whole on the whole. Where we're going by Yahoo eligibility here. So, real quick, second base last year did finish like this. Uh, Mookie Betts was the number one second baseman. Simeon was two. Albies, three. Horner, four. Marte, five. Justin Turner at six. Luis Arias at seven. Max Muncie at eight. Glaber Torres at nine. And Spencer Steer at ten. Uh, moving back to Bryson Stott, though, he did finish as the 12th second baseman this past season. Uh, but this is another guy that's super young, and I think there's more to what we've seen so far, right? 25 years old for Stott. His numbers on the season, 151 games played, 585 at bat. Uh, he had 78 runs, 32 doubles, 2 triples, 15 homers, 62 RBIs, 31 steals with a 280 batting average. Now, Bryson Stott was a very highly touted prospect um, coming into the majors, had a very, very strong a minor league career, especially with that batting average. I think Stott is another guy that if he really, you know, could find a way to tap into some more power at 6'3", 200 pounds, it's definitely possible. Uh, even at, you know, um, 6'3", you could put on a couple more pounds of muscle. Uh, he gets you the 20 homers, 35 steals with the strong batting average, and that he's running out there in that Phillies lineup every day. Uh, imagine they give him a good spot in that lineup. I mean, you're talking about a guy with 90 run potential, uh, 75, 80 RBIs, maybe 20 homers. As I said, I'm hoping on that. Uh, and stolen bases, hey, 35 stolen bases is not out of the cards there. I have, I've been just slowly moving Stott up in my rankings, just slowly, slowly. I got him all the way up to seven at second base. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's somebody I'm targeting um, you can get him after pick 100 right now. Uh, ninth second baseman off the board, pick 110 so far, NFBC ADP. I'm loving that, uh, and I think that's a bargain for a kid that's, you know, I think breaking out in a great way. Yeah, no, I, I, I love the Bryson stop take. I think you're a little high on him. 
in my opinion, at least. Okay. And, you know, seven is a little rich for my blood. I have him. I mean, actually, I, I'm one to talk. I have him at 10. But <laughs> I guess okay. it's not too far Dude, off. You're more I, in sync with ADP than I am. I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I mean, Stott's phenomenal. Like, Stott really did put together a good season, I think. I think he has a solid floor, especially with the batting average and stolen base keep uh, potential. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know how real and how much, how much, how high the ceiling is in terms of the power category. And, you know, I don't foresee him moving up too much in, in the, um in the, in the lineup just sort of based off of who's in that lineup. Right. So even if they move out Cassianos, which is a rumor that they're looking to move him, you know, or they're moving, or they move on from Schwarber because I think they're both. There's a rumor of either one of them getting moved. I still don't think he slides into a top spot with Trey Turner there, and with one of the other two still sitting there at one. And then obviously, you still have Harper and Real Muto. Or I just don't think Stott is there yet. I so the run the runs numbers aren't going to be wonderful, and nor is the ribbies in that that. The, wow, why am I stuttering so much with that much? But anyway. Um, I do like him as a whole, and I think next year he's going to have a great season. The ceiling is there, but the floor is going to be interesting. Outside of that is ultimately what I'm getting at. Sorry, I didn't podcast last last week all that much, so I'm a little rusty. But anyway, let's talk about this next guy here. It's an interesting one here. It's At one point, he was a top prospect before he got the call up. That's Jordan Westberg. I like him a lot. I don't have him ranked all that high, funny enough, but the reason why I'm bringing him up is He's somebody I'm keeping an eye on to see what spring training beholds. But right now I have him sitting at, where is this lovely person? Um, I have him buried at 23. And you're probably like, why are we talking about him then? Well, he's, I feel at least he's somebody that just needs to be remembered at this point. And then, you know, not be surprised at what he could possibly be doing for your team and getting him at a value next year. So, Here's here's how I'm looking at it, right? His stats on the year were actually like not the most impressive, but also there was a lot of like bright spots at this too. So last year in his short little stint, 208 at bats, 26 runs, 17 doubles, two triples, three bombs, 23 uh, ribs, four stolen bases, and batted 260 on the year with an OPS of 715. But, you know, for a first time in the bigs, I'm not mad, especially the batting average really is nice. It shows that, hey, he was able to, you know, figure things out and still work through some of the issues of adjusting to the bigs. Because in the minors, last year before getting called up, he was batting 295. 2022, he batted 265. And in 2021, he batted 285. So the batting average actually is legitimate, in my opinion. And I feel like, okay, it's going to translate, and I think, next year with, you know, a whole spring training to adjust to the to the big league pitching. I think there's going to be a serious step forward where he's going to be not not really like so much overlooked, overlooked, but he's going to be undervalued going in the drafts. Where like you're going to be able to get him at a discount, and then he'll be like your backup second baseman on your team, and you're really going to be smiling when you're going to find out that you're going to be starting him every year. Because I think you know just looking at what he did in the minors, I think next year he's something he's going to take a step forward on. So in 2022, he had 544 at-bats, 96 runs, 39 doubles, three triples, 27 bombs, 106 ribs. And he had 70 walks to 147 strikeouts, batting 265. Now, again, I've read off the other batting average numbers over those couple of years. 
with the batting average already kind of being on display in the bigs in his first real shot, that step forward really should come. And it's going to be somebody that we're going to be drooling over after the first month, like come the end of April. And you're going to be so mad you didn't pick him up. And his guy that's going to be on my like wide awake sleeper list because Jordan Westbrook has a lot of upside. And before I hand this off to Dom and we uh, let him give his take on him and his next guy, we have one last break for you. All right. And we're back. Dom, go for it. Yeah, so Matt, honestly, I, 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 we're in sync again. We're we're kind we kind of been in sync pretty much the whole episode. Uh, just I love Westberg, and I think it's great that you point him out here. I think that's a name that's just gonna fly up draft boards from now until you know we get into you know heavy draft season, just because it, it it's a it's a dude that um, you know, uh, is is a polished hitter. Matt read you off, you know, um. A lot of those fantastic stats that were already there on Westberg. So I'm not going to get into all of that, but it's speed. Uh, it's a decent amount of power. There's batting average potential. It's just a matter of where are the Orioles going to hit him in that lineup, and is he going to play every day? Uh, there's so many mouths to feed there in Baltimore. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised if Westberg's involved in a trade of some sort to another team, which then, you know, it doesn't really hurt him like a crazy amount. But it could be a situation like, hey, is this going? Is this guy going to play uh, every day as much as we thought he was going to? And um, we'll see. But I really love, I really love um, Westberg, and I, I love what he brings to the table. Uh, I have him ranked at twentieth at second base, which is still a little bit, you know, um, low. Uh, but apparently, according to ADP, it's high. Matt and I are both a little bit higher than ADP at the moment. Uh, he's coming off the board as the twenty second. uh, 28th second baseman pick 327 overall i think that's a deal and a half if you're drafting right now uh, getting westbrook at that price absolute steal i have one last thing on that too actually so if he's involved in a trade i have a feeling the orioles are going to be going hard after juan soto especially with all the could be you know all the all the what's the word i'm looking for assets they have that they can trade and still not even hurt their farm system they're like the yankees a couple years like you know a decade ago (laughs) you know where they're just so depth in their farm system so like if jordan westberg gets moved that'll actually be a really solid move for him he will play every day in that in that team and because he's such a swiss swiss army knife at second short and um i believe third uh, eligibility if i'm not mistaken uh second third i apologize yeah, I'm gonna check too just to see where I he thought it was short of the year with appearances. So uh, yeah, yeah, second and third he's gonna get. Yeah, so there is room to play there. I mean, Manny Machado loves playing short technically. So, but you have Bogarts there, but at second base it's what Jake Cronenworth. So Westberg can honestly come in and steal that position and just be gold there. And then fit into that lineup real nice. And along with a couple other guys probably coming into that lineup, they're going to want to infuse that lineup with a lot of young talent and where that everyday play can come in. But go ahead with your next guy who spent way too much time. Yeah, yeah, we we kind of we kind of you know slow burn and we're just kind of really pointing guys out. Uh, you know, stand out to us this episode. Uh, you know, as we're getting into you know the work for the next season here. Uh, but with second base, I want to talk about Zach Geloff. Honestly came up and, you know, was not a really super well-known name, but this guy played his heart out. Uh, at 23 years old, his rookie season, 69 games for Geloff, 270 at-bats, 
40 runs, 20 doubles, a triple, 14 homers, 32 RBIs, 14 steals with a 267 batting average. Honestly, this is one of those guys, if you picked him up, he definitely uh, helped propel your team to another level. He's super fast, hits the ball very, very hard. Uh, you know, one of those modern day guys that strikes out a lot, you know, doesn't walk a crazy amount. So I don't know how sticky the 267 batting average is. But, you know, he always did hit for a decent batting average in the minors, you know, actually plus for the most part. Um, so I think he could be a, a 255 to, you know, two, uh, maybe 70 upside. But the power's legit. The steals are legit. Honestly, I think a full season of Geloff, you're talking about a, a 25 homer, uh, maybe 30 steal type guy. The thing is, the runs and the RBIs aren't going to be uh, amazing in that Oakland lineup, but he could definitely contribute in those home runs and steals and, and keep you with a solid bat, batting average. Honestly, he might uh, wind up being who we thought Jazz Chisholm was going to be, uh, you know, the past couple of years. But once again, that team is really going to hold him back. I have Geloff as my number nine second baseman. Uh, he is coming off the board right now as number 12, second baseman, pick 137. Uh, and that's fine. I think that's fine. If you miss out on the top guys and you miss out on that like next middle tier with the Stotts and the McLeans and the Horners, uh, you could definitely aim for Geloff there and, you know, um, be, be strong at the second base position. Yeah, no, I like your take on it. I have him a little bit lower, but I'm not too far off, honestly. You have Geloff at, at nine. I have him at 11. So yeah, right I'm like there. right there. And I like Geloff a lot. I think if anything, his career is going to look li a little bit like jazz because he steals stolen bases, but he's ultimately what Matt Olson was to that lineup before getting traded where you're still able to be very valuable at the, at almost every position. And actually he has the stolen bases as well. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not really mad at uh, this position. Only could be a five tool contributor, which obviously the limited limited runs in RBIs, but at the end of the day, Geloff can still do what he needs to do. And all it takes is a couple guys to put him in the position to be successful. So we'll see. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but let's move on here. Let's talk about my next guy here. And that's Jonathan India. Uh, Jonathan India is a curious case for me. And I, I, I'm very torn of where I have him. Currently, I like I want to rank him in my top like six at the, at the position. But it's crazy. Right. But here's the thing, right? The talent is what what draws me in, right? And but the question is, is is he even going to be on this team next year? Yeah, that's a big it, question. If he's not on this team, I have to drop him out of my top twelve. And reason being is new year, new team for starters. And two, I just I don't know what's going to happen to his career. You know, it could be one of those things where it's just like, okay, we're getting rid of him, and you know, maybe it's out and it's kind of proven. But they hold on to him. We'll see what happens. But right now, the way he was. Uh, you know, at at certain point through the season versus how he finished is kind of really ugly. The end of the year numbers were not really pleasant. Honestly, you look at it, he had 454 at-bats. He had 78 runs. He had 23 doubles, 17 bombs, 61 ribs, 14 stolen bases, and batted 244. I don't know where the rookie of the year season went or that kind of upside, but I, I'm really, really disappointed. And his second half numbers were really ugly. Because his first half was actually pretty decent. He was one of the top-end players in the league at 348 at-bats, 65 runs, 17 doubles, 13 bombs, 49 ribs, 12 stolen bases, and batting 250 
for the whole first half. And then the second half, he batted 226. So, like, that first half is what's enticing me to want to have him higher. I thought we saw a glimpse at the rookie of the year old and that maybe there was a, a window of opportunity where he can was going to bounce back. But then that second half after the injury, he just really couldn't get back on pace. And it's really just unfortunate. So like, that's why I said I'm torn. I don't know really what to do with him. So ultimately I think right now a safe ranking is probably about nine. And then we'll see what happens, whether he's on this team or not is what's going to decide whether he's still there or not for me. Yeah. Um, from your from a ranking standpoint, Matt and I are on two totally opposite sides of the spectrum, and then I think ADP kind of evens us out. I have him at twenty six right now at second base, just absolutely Ooh. buried. Um, there's just other places I'd rather throw my dart. Um, I I don't even. I okay, maybe he is guaranteed a, a spot in the lineup if he stays with the Reds next year. Um, it looks like roster resources slotting him in as their DH which I guess does make sense. But there's other guys down in that farm system, too, that could come up if they do want to, you know, move on from India. And that also takes him out of, you know, Great American Small Park, and he could wind up in, you know, obviously, you know, unless he goes to the Rockies, not as a good spot to hit in. And, you know, he hits the ball. He doesn't really hit the ball crazy hard. Um, He's got good plate discipline. The speed isn't blowing you away, but it's decent. Um, just once again, uh, I, as I said, ADP kind of splits the difference on my, uh, me and Matt's or Matt and I's ranking. Uh, they have him at ADP has him right now, sec 16 second baseman pick 188 overall. I mean, there, I'm not mad if you're throwing your dart there, at, at, you know, pick almost 200. Sure. Why not? Uh, you know, as Matt, Matt stated, you know, former rookie of the year had a strong year. But even when I look back at India's minor league career, not really blowing me away. Um, you know, one pretty good season in there, and that was really about it. Very injury prone throughout, you know, not only his minor league career, his major league career. Uh, plantar fascia this past year, right hamstring, you know, in 2022. He was hurt in 2021. Just not a lot, you know, to believe in at the moment for me. But um, I think with that being said, though, we're going to wrap things up. Mac, anything else before we head out? No, let's do this thing, bro. Uh, that's all for today, guys. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, we're going through the positions here with you guys, you know, for the next little bit. Then we're going to move on to other stuff. But that's all for today. Until next time, guys. See you. Peace.